0: then do take a seat and we are going to play a little game now so I'm going to give you four clues and you have to try and guess who the person is okay four clues to try and guess who the person is clue number one this person wears glasses clue number two this person is here in church this morning Clue number three, this person is wearing a blue jumper. And if you haven't got it, clue number four, this person is six foot three, which is about that height. (laughs) Any guesses who this person could be? Yeah. It's me, it's Rich, yeah, well done, well done. Okay, you've got two more people. This person actually isn't a person, it's a character. And uh, let, Let's see again. So well, that's, that's actually clue number one. Clue number one: this person is a car, not a person. It's a car, not a person. Clue number two: this car is red. One second. I'll, I'll get through the clues and I'll come to you first. Clue number three: it's a race car with number 95 written on the side. And clue number four: this car's best friend is called Mater. It is Lightning McQueen, very good, very good. Lightning McQueen, okay, last one, four clues, four clues. I've got to be slightly careful about this first bit. This person is old-ish, old-ish, I'll I'll (laughs) let you define that, old-ish, older than you children, definitely older than me, old-ish. This person is going to fairly soon wear a very special hat. This person has, I think I'm right, forgive me if I'm wrong, five grandchildren, and some of their names are George, Charlotte, Archie. Clue number four, this person, sometimes lives at Buckingham Palace or Windsor Castle. Yeah. The king, very good, very good. Okay, in those games, I gave you four clues and you have to work out who the person was. Well, God, in his promise to Isaiah, gave the people four clues. Four things, four titles that describe this child. So that when he arrived, people would recognize who he was. Four things that tell us about this Jesus. Now sometimes, very famous people, sometimes they be, can be given a kind of title that describes a bit who they are. So Richard Lionheart. Now can anyone kind of guess, what was he known for if he's called Lionheart? Richard the Lionheart. What, what might it have been? Very brave, exactly right. That, that Lionheart told them about, a, bit, a bit about the person. Well how about William the Conqueror? That's a big word, isn't it? But what do you think William the Conqueror did lots of? Yeah? Conquering. Yeah, he captured lots and lots of land. So sometimes people are given these little titles that tell you about the person. And how about, our, about Jesus? Well, our verse again tells them, so for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called so here's it, his name should be called and we've got these four things wonderful counsellor, mighty God, everlasting father and prince of peace now I wonder what you put on your labels, Those, those things, those descriptions of who you are, of kind of what define you well I imagine that none of you put any of these four things I hope not but these four things describe to us this child. They describe Jesus. They show why it is he is able to bring light and joy and freedom and peace. And let's look at them in turn. So first off, wonderful counselor. Now can anybody see wonderful counselor stuck anywhere on this front wall? Who might want to come and get it for me. Yeah, come, come on over. Yeah, come, where, where is it? Actually not sure. Oh yeah, there we go. Thank you very much. Excellent. So the first thing, I'm going to stick it it on our present here. Jesus, Emmanuel, the king. Wonderful counsellor. Here's the first thing that we're seeing about this gift, about this child. Now you might be thinking, what is a counsellor? That's a funny word, isn't it? What is a counsellor? Well, if at school you got stuck on something and then you ask somebody what you should do, ask somebody for help, and they're able to tell you, well, that person's a bit like a counsellor. So I, this is a bit embarrassing to admit, I know nothing about cars. I know nothing. I don't know how they work. Um, If something goes wrong, I'm clueless. But if something did go wrong with my car, I would go to Andrew. Andrew would be my counsellor, because Andrew knows a lot about cars. And he might be able to tell me what I should do. That's a bit like a a counsellor. So when Isaiah says, his name shall be called Wonderful Counsellor, he's saying this child is going to be wonderful, the best counsellor. Now this does make sense. though, If if we remember that one of the things that this child is, is Emmanuel, which means God with us. So this child is God's. And since he is God, well, he made us. He made you, he made me. He made every one of us. And so he knows how we work. He, in fact, didn't just make us, he made everything in this world. And so he knows how it works. So he is the wonderful counselor. And Jesus, when he came, he is the wisest, wisest person who's ever lived. Now look, every day I make bad decisions. My dentist told me that quite emphatically a, a few weeks ago. But it's not just with the dentist and my teeth. Every single day I make bad decisions. I can choose to tell the truth or to lie, to be kind to someone or to be mean, to to live the way that God says or not. And every single day I make bad choices. I choose to live in a way that doesn't please God so much of the time. And so much of those things ultimately end up harming me as well. See, I don't have the wisdom. I don't understand like Jesus does. We need a wonderful counselor, and I need to trust him and what he says. This child, this gift, is the wonderful counselor. Secondly, he is the mighty God. Again, can anyone see mighty God? Uh, yeah, come, Sam, come, come grab it. A good eyesight. You backing yourself to find it when you got here. Thank you. You made blue tack. Perfect. I will need that. Thank you. Oh, cool. both bits fell off. Thank you. Good Good finding. So, this gift, this child's wonderful counsellor, mighty God. Now, I'm going to do just a, a quick experiment. Could I, could I have a volunteer to help me? I'm not going to tell you yet yeah, what it is. But, um, yeah, yeah, do you want Yeah. yep. Or you both, both come up. There you go, we'll help. Okay, what's the, what's the weather like outside? a bit further. Cold? Okay, I would like you to tell the weather, sun come out and be hot. Tell the weather. Say, sun come out and be hot. hot? (laughs) Did it work? No. Do you want to have have a go? (laughs) Sorry, guys. Thank you you for trying. Thank you for helping. Weren't able to do it, were they? No. We don't have that kind of power. I'm sure there will be lots of people here with coughs and colds at the moment colds go away. We don't have that kind of power. But that's the kind of power this child would have. That's the kind of power that Jesus had. We've been looking at Luke's Gospel, haven't we, as a church? And time and again, we have seen Jesus' amazing power over creation, over disease, over demons, over death. Jesus is mighty God. Because as powerful as You might think that you are. Actually, it only takes one little bug in our body and you're laid out in bed for days. I I don't like to admit it, but I'm a weakling. I need King Jesus. Because I don't have the power myself, but he is mighty God. Thirdly, everlasting Father. Anyone see everlasting Father? Want to come and grab it? Yeah, come on Come grab it. Well done. Thank you very much. Good finding. There we go. We're building up our description. So, wonderful counsellor, mighty God, everlasting Father, everlasting Father. Now, that's a bit of a head-scratcher, isn't it? So, we're saying this is Jesus. And you might think, well, Jesus didn't have any children. Is Isaiah a bit confused with the members of the Trinity? What's going on here? Well, calling Jesus everlasting father is a bit unusual. But what it means is that Jesus is loving and compassionate towards those who need his help. See, I had a very loving, kind, generous, gentle father. But not everyone does. And I know that that can be painful. But that is how fathers are meant to be. And Isaiah here is saying, Jesus, he is going to be like that ultimately loving, kind, gentle father. He's going to be the most caring and loving person that ever lived. And again, haven't we seen that in Luke? You know how many people came up to Jesus during Luke? How many of those people did he ever turn away? None. He never said, I haven't got time for you, I'm too busy for you. He didn't say, "Oh, no, sorry, right, I've got work to do. No, he always cared, always loved, and he still does. But again, I'm not as caring as I should be. Every day I don't have compassion to those who I should have. Too often, actually, it's easy to hurt others rather than care for them. But Jesus, he always cares. And I just want you to see for a second how these three things wonderfully fit together. So he is the wonderful counselor, he's wise. He knows everything. He knows what's best. He is the mighty God. He is incredibly powerful. And he is the everlasting father. He is kind and loving and compassionate. And do you see how wonderful when those three things go together? Wise, powerful, and compassionate. That is this gift of Jesus. One more, haven't we? Prince of Peace. Anyone see that one? Yeah, go on, Nathan. Oh, yeah, go on, Nathan. Sorry. Yeah, Nathan. What right up? Hey. Good spot. Thank you very much. Fantastic. What do you on the side? And finally, he's the Prince. Of peace. Again, what does that mean? Well, very simply, it means that Jesus came to bring peace between people and God. Now, you might think, well, actually, look, in the world, there is a lot of peace that the world needs. But there's nothing wrong between me and God. But as we've gone through, did you see how I've described at each stage that unlike the wonderful counsellor, I make bad choices? Unlike the mighty God, I'm not powerful, and I fail to do the right thing again and again. Unlike the everlasting Father, I'm so often not caring and not loving. And that's what the Bible describes as sin. And those things, those actions, those things that I sometimes fail to do, they're a sign of actually the hostility that people have to God. And as a result of our anger towards him, well, the Bible says that we deserve God's anger, and one day he will punish those sins. But Jesus came as the Prince of Peace. He came to make make peace between people and God. He came by coming as a child but then growing up and then dying on a cross for his people's sins that we might be forgiven. But he didn't just die, but three days later he rose again to secure that forgiveness. And as we call out to the wise, great, powerful, caring king and ask him for forgiveness, ask him for that peace, where well, he's compassionate. He is the Prince of Peace. And he brings peace that lasts not only now, but for all eternity. And this is the good news of Christmas. For those who are in the gloom, in the darkness, uh, in the, the distress, is that Jesus has come. Jesus, who is the wonderful counselor. The mighty God, the everlasting Father, and I've lost the Prince of Peace, but he is the Prince of Peace too. Grab so it for me. Thank you for that one. So, the people who are in gloom, distress, and darkness, for them, Isaiah promises, Look, this king, this leader is coming. And now we look back over 2,000 years later and say, That king has come. The one who has all these things, who's brought light and joy and freedom and peace. And how wonderful that is for those who are confused, that he is wise. Those who are weak, he is the mighty God. Those who are vulnerable, he is compassionate. Those who are rebellious, he is the Prince of Peace. And this is the child that Christmas is all about. And I pray that this is the child that is going to be filling our minds today. And this is the one who's going to bring that true and lasting joy. The right response to such a great gift, surely, is to celebrate. And so we're going to sing in our final uh, carol, Come and Join Celebration.